Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Look, I was in a conversation with a very smart person just last night. People don't know this. This is headline news. Maybe you think it's ridiculous, Joe, because you no, know No, 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 no. I don't think it's ridiculous. People don't know this. I didn't know that. I read all the time. That's why I have no friends. I haven't read a word about the COVID in like nine months. I just have. I'm done with it. Oh, yeah. I'm done. Oh, with, I've you. been done yeah. with it for so long. People don't know this. So we got an old folks home around here that about 60 people tested positive for the virus, half of whom were vaccinated. That's being used as an excuse for bringing back masks. I don't think most people realize, as Joe just pointed out, that, yeah, you can still get the COVID when you're vaccinated. You, that, that, vaccinations don't stop you from getting that. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's, it's, as I said earlier, it's not a force field. What it is, is it alerts your body, it shows them the virus, you form antibodies and T cells and the rest of it. And, and it, essentially you have a Marine Corps that if that virus ever appears again, uh, again, it whoops the hell out of it and you don't get sick. But yeah, the, you breathe in the virus, it goes into your nasal passages, whatever, it, it starts to set up camp and multiply, which is what viruses do, but your immune system immediately recognizes it, as I said, whoops the hell out of it, and you probably never even know you had it. So but I yeah. could have it right now. Yeah, and, and I suspect rather strongly, because it just makes sense, that a bunch of people got sick at the old folks' home, a number of whom were not vaccinated, so they tested everybody, and because it was running rampant, yeah, the vaccinated people had it in their bodies, but it's of no consequence. That's in, the, but, in the huge majority of cases. I don't know if I'm explaining this right or if we're explaining this right. That's the way it's supposed to work. Mm-hmm. People are still going to get it, but you're va- even if you're vaccinated, you just won't get sick at all. That's that's it working. That's the good thing. That's what it was designed to do. Yeah, but so yeah, these, it will enter your body, and, but, but so it's these, of no consequence but, again. Well, right. So these headline stories about people getting it, testing positive it for it when they're vaccinated are meaningless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're not ill in any sense. All right. They just have a microbe in them. Well, that's really frustrating because I don't think most people know that. Probably not. I don't uh, think and, I don't think anybody reporting it knows that. Yeah, yeah, you know, when I go to uh I don't know, state fair or, or watch uh, the election results come in, I'm convinced that a uh, uh, fair number of humans are stupid. Uh, and so I, I I understand that public messaging, which goes out to everybody, uh needs to be simplified i just don't think the powers that be are very good at it I don't, honestly i don't know if it's doable maybe you have to craft different messages for different media um if, if you're gonna if you're gonna put out a message about masking or vaccinations or whatever to the the crowd that watches morning tv dumb it way down but then you've got to have more nuanced stuff for for folks who can you know who have a couple of brain cells to rub together. All right. Well, so I was talking to a smart person last night who wore a mask in our presence uh, based on this story we were just talking about. The old folks home were half the people there who uh, who were vaccinated got the COVID. Okay. Well, I guess if you, for some reason, are really concerned about having the COVID in your body that's not going to affect you, I guess you could still wear a mask, but... You know, that person that person might say, well, there's an extremely small chance, but there is a chance I can get sick and die even though I'm vaccinated. It's a tiny chance. I, I would never live my life. No, if you're going to live that way, threats that small. If you're going to live your life that way, you can't get in your car today. 
Oh, no, no. Please. Shouldn't even leave your home. All right. Well, that's interesting. The uh, It's also worth mentioning that the... It's it's difficult to tell whether the uh, reports of pediatric illness and and life threatening illness, in particular from the Delta variant, are are accurate. It's hard. things fly around so fast. Sometimes they're accurate. Sometimes they're not. But the it is unquestionable that the number of kids who've been seriously sick and or died from the COVID is way 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 less than the average flu season. Thank God, which is uh, significant. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, I should, uh, let me find this real quick. This is from the Wall Street Journal today. Uh, a couple of doctors, uh, scientists wrote this. The reassuring data on the Delta variant, and this will be the end of our COVID talk for a little while. There's no sign of a surge in hospitalizations or severe illness, and the vaccines remain extremely effective. That's their headline. Flying in the face of your cable news, breathless headlines. There's no sign of a surge in hospitalizations or severe illness, and the vaccines remain extremely effective. With the Delta variant. So calm the hell down, everybody. You know, that's interesting because, I don't know, the New York Times has their running uh, COVID numbers. Mm-hmm. And I'm flipping to it right now. And they, hosp- they have hospitalizations up. Yeah, they do. Um, and deaths sorry. up. Yeah. Whoops, there's your uh, European flooding. Wow, that looks horrible. Although last month, 100% of the deaths, close to it, 99.7% of the deaths were non-vaccinated people. Yeah. So new cases are uh, 28,000 a day. That's up 121%, so a little more than double. But what uh, you're saying new tests is, are up 9%. But are you but what you're saying is so a lot of those new cases that they're counting could be people that are vaccinated. Uh, and or young people who are going to be perfect anyway, doesn't matter. Okay. They just got the sniffles and they wonder, I wonder if it's the vid. My, my, I've been watching my daughter and her friends. It's complicated by one of their roommates was immune compromised, so it was a little more serious. But some of her friends of friends, it was a mostly just curiosity. You'd have the sniffles and you'd think, geez, I wonder if I have the vid that everybody's talking about. So you go get tested. So I'm concerned about this one because I don't want to start wearing a mask indoors again, but I have a feeling my county is going to make me here within a, a day or two. Uh, mostly I'm actually concerned about schools. Are they going to use this as a way to keep kids out of schools even longer? Oh, my God, I hope not, but it mm. wouldn't surprise me. You know, it could be that Randy Weingarten and the American Federation of Teachers and your local teachers union might think, you know what, let's do one more round of we're scared and holding out. Oh, See if we can get, like, cars for everybody. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me a bit. Uh, so, uh, you remember when everybody was talking about how big tech was so powerful? They could limit free speech. They could censor. They could uh, change elections. And, uh, y- your Google results could manipulate voters and blah, blah, blah. And people said, well, it's not a First Amendment thing because it's not the government. Well, the signs are now getting more and more clear that the uh, that Mark Zuckerberg is holding hands with Joe Biden. And they're planning the censorship together. So, if you weren't concerned before, I think you probably ought to be concerned now. So we'll, get we'll to talk that. about that in a moment or two. That's good stuff. Uh, this is troubling stuff. So, the NFL star Richard Sherman, who uh, got into his wife's house and was screaming and yelling in the 911 call we played and all that sort of stuff. The uh, camera at the front door, that video has been released of him pounding on the door. We got some of the audio from that, man. You would be scared to death if that happened to you. So, we'll have that later this hour also. Um, all that on the way. Text line 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty.
The Armstrong and Getty Show. start a week from now and uh, Tokyo's got the worst COVID they've ever had. They're going through the worst of the COVID crisis with the Olympics coming next week. But I'm, I'm kind of get starting to get a little bit of Olympic fever. NBC, the NBC package that I just signed up for Peacock because I needed another streaming service. Hmm, clearly. And uh, they got uh, uh, Olympic highlights through the years. Pretty cool package. Oh, Pretty yeah. cool. And uh, my kids and I have been digging that. Coming up, California Highway Patrol officials warn, don't set your car on fire to scare away bears. Okay. Plus, Hollywood starlet says, I don't care if my breasts reach my belly button. I'm never wearing a bra again. Live team coverage. Uh, my, my, <laughs> I have noticed that that is the, the fashioned trend right now. Yeah. I live in a college that. town and that, uh, bras seem to have, uh, be for, uh, for another generation. Interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. I don't know how things come and go like that. It's like, you know, whatever. Yeah, I would think, uh, I, well, it's, uh, yeah, I think if you're a, a larger breasted gal, it's a question of comfort. Hmm. Yeah, I think, I think, uh, I've never, anyway. I've never worn a brassiere, although I certainly could. Yes, uh, I indeed. don't know how uncomfortable yes. they are. Certainly one of the super comfortable Armstrong and Getty sports bras that are available at armstrongandgetty.com. Uh, my daughter, uh, swears by them, says they're incredibly comfortable. Okay. Fabulous. As are the boxers. Maybe we've missed our calling. Forget this stupid radio idea. It's never going to work. Undergarments. Exactly. You know, you Foundation know, garments. You know about the cup size? <laughs> I know about the cup size. <laughs> the uh, big tech companies are evil. They are absolutely evil. They're liars. They're greedy. They're mining your data. They are misleading you constantly. Their sins are many, and yet their service is so alluring I have to Google how evil is tech uh, to to get to how evil Google is. Uh, it's it's a world full of ironies. Uh, we're addicted to these things, even as we resent them. Uh, but it's getting more and more troubling the relationship between big tech and the government working together to uh, correct misinformation and prevent it from from reaching your virgin ears. We'll uh, talk more about this after a quick uh, report from Peter Ducey last night on Fox News. As President Biden meets with the German Chancellor, focused on foreign policy, she's been in the Oval Office many times. Officials at the White House are focused on you. We're flagging problematic posts for Facebook uh, that spread disinformation. That's right. Biden administration officials are combing through Facebook, looking for posts they think are disinformation, then notifying Facebook when they find something they don't like. Senator Josh Hawley, a Republican, tweets, So now the Biden administration is using Facebook to impose its COVID-19 speech code. The social media platforms are increasingly just arms of the federal government and the Biden White House. Republican Senator Tom Cotton's problem is, quote, The White House wants to censor misinformation on Facebook, while President Biden claims that voter ID laws are worse than Jim Crow. How can you look at this in any way other than the government's telling Facebook what they can and can't have on their site? I mean, the idea that, no, we're just suggesting, we're just highlighting some things, and then they get to do what they want with them. It's just like when your boss makes a suggestion about something. Hey, you don't have to. I didn't tell them they had to do it. I just suggested it would be a good idea if you all did this. Keeping in mind, of course, that we could go like the EU is gone and regulate the hell out of you. Anyway, Mark, you do what you think is right. Seriously, I... I know there are nuances to a lot of stories, but I, I feel like this one is pretty clear cut. 
If the well, Biden prior administ- restraint, if you want to kick it constitutional style, the uh, government is saying don't publish that. It's as simple as that. And actually, I really appreciate Peter Ducey. That was a great closing line there, pointing out that the government is telling Facebook to take away misinformation while the President of the United States is saying reasonable laws to ensure the integrity of the vote are worse than Jim Crow or the greatest challenge since the Civil War. <sighs> And they uh, really took a swing and a miss on the whole COVID origin story, if you'll remember. So uh, Facebook banned that, and it turned oh, out right. the, the WHO is now on board with thinking that is what likely happened. So we've got a history, fairly recent history, of them being really wrong right, about right. Uh, what stories they should allow or not. The power to censor should be held by no one. Come for the inconsistency, stay for the self-serving censorship, and and how about just the, being wrong all the time? Anyway, uh, Josh Hawley, who's a fascinating guy to me, the congressman uh, from Missouri, right? Uh, yeah. Is that right? Yeah. What? What? No, he is a fascinating story. He's He's considered to be one of the greatest legal minds in America by people who followed his, like, college career and then mm-hmm. early after college career. And then he decided that the best... The best way to, 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 to climb the ladder politically was to get really Trumpy. Yeah, Trumpier than thou, super populist, kind of a, uh, you know, a trash can banger, make a lot of noise. But I, he's still an interesting guy, and I like hearing what he has to say. Um, uh, let's see. Oh, here he is in clip 42. I think it's really scary to have the federal government of the United States, the White House, compiling lists of people, organizations, whatever, and then going to a private company that, by the way, is a monopoly, Facebook, and saying, you need to censor, you need to do something about this, you need to tell these users, these private users on a private company, what they can or cannot say. I mean, I just think that this kind of coordination between big government and the big monopoly corporation, boy, that is scary stuff, and it really is censorship. I'm not worried about the vaccine. Um, I, I don't have any reason to be afraid of it. I know some people are. But imagine, though, imagine if you will, imagine how much data you would have if, if it turned out it was uh, causing problems with kids. Like, you know, younger people getting the vaccine was causing problems. Imagine mm-hmm. how much data you'd have to have before you'd be allowed to get that onto Facebook. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. You'd have to have overwhelming for years before they would finally admit that we should have let you say that years ago. And meanwhile, the the uh, White House and Facebook would have put out the word that anybody claiming that was a dangerous radical and an idiot. The New York Times, the WAPO, CNN would repeat it ad nauseum. And then it would take a very, very, very long time to undo the harm that was done because, you know, people people hear the original story. They don't hear the retraction. One more a clip from Josh Hawley, 40, uh, what is it, 40, uh, 43. At this point, you really have to wonder how private of companies they are. I mean, if you're taking direction from the federal government, openly coordinating with the federal government, you've got the government saying, we think that this speech ought to be censored in big tech if they carry out those instructions. I mean, that looks like they're starting to operate as a public utility. And there are many people out there who say we ought to just treat them as public utilities. We ought to just regulate these private companies as such. My view is we ought to break them up and restore competition, but I have to tell you, their status as independent private companies looks more and more endangered here. They're acting like arms of the government, and when they're monopolies, that's a big problem. Yeah, I just, all right, okay, I think I've banged the drum enough. Yeah, that story is what it is. 
Yeah, yeah. I just I don't think people are that worried about it. Um, Have you? It's chill. Yes. No, I was, was going to switch subjects. If you're not going. Me ahead. too. Okay. I banged the drum enough. No more drum banging. I just saw this. Andy No tweeted this out, and I wondered if this has been um, uh, verified. The NFL plans to play the Black National Anthem at its 2021 season games to uh, make the BLM crowd happy. Is that true or not? That sounds like an internet rumor to me. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Lift Every Voice, is that uh, the name of the song? Alex is looking into it. it is, yeah, that's to be the true. name of the song, but I'm, I'm looking into okay. it now for more details. Gotcha. It's quote-unquote Black National Anthem, but um, yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. It's uh, Jillian Anderson of the X-Files in the Crown fame who says, I don't care if my breasts reach my belly button. I'm not wearing a bra anymore. I can't wear a bra. I can't. I'm sorry. There's no, I don't care if I reach my belly button. My breasts, I'm not wearing a bra anymore. It's just too effing uncomfortable. Of course, she's not a terribly uh, large-breasted gal, but uh, I don't wear bras anymore. I wear tank tops with the shelf bra. Much more comfortable. With the what? The shelf bra. I don't know what that is. Nor I. Maybe I need one. I'm about down to my waist myself. Are you you with the uh, Free the Nipple campaign? It's gaining traction on social media. Is it? I don't know what that is either. (laughs) Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Hey, this uh, throbbing, insistent beat reminds me. Did you add the uh, new Food Fighters song as a, I was just as a uh, bumper tune? Uh, yeah, bring that to me. Making a Fire, the new Foo Fighters song. I really like that. It's a one-off. Oh, it reminds me of the California Highway Patrol warning people not to set their car on fire to scare away bears. Stay tuned. So, before we play this audio, is there a reason for playing this audio? I don't want to engage in just purient, I can't say that word. Um, <laughs> you know, just look at somebody else having a bad time. So, this is the NFL star, Richard Sherman, who's one of the biggest stars in football. He, uh, he lost it, it would seem, last weekend. According to his wife, he was drunk and violent and threatening, threatening to kill himself. And this uh, audio is from the, 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 the video camera at the door um, when he was banging on the door trying to get in. But is there, you know, I, I just, this stuff goes, you know, gets a lot of attention a lot of time on the news. And there's no justification for it other than, look at this. Do we have hey, a justification w- for it? Wrestle with your conscience on your own time. I'm for pandering. Whatever it takes to get ratings. I, 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 don't, ever, I don't even click on this stuff. I don't click on this stuff ever. Um, I just... I, I don't get the whole, here's somebody's worst day, they caught it on video, let's look at it and say, ooh, that must be bad, or they're a bad person, or whatever. I just, I don't enjoy it. You know, I um, could make the argument, having reported on the story yesterday, I was curious to know how scary it, it actually was. I mean, what was happening? To me, the hook that makes it legit is, is he another player that after years and years of having his head bashed in, has gone from a thoughtful, kind, loving guy to where he can't control his anger anymore. Is that there yeah. is there's a history of that with with you know people getting their heads banged on. What do they call it? CTE. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, on the other hand, you know, I've also known uh, people of both sexes who have been driven to incredible heights of anger by being treated very badly. 
Um, and that never excuses violence, of course. But I don't know what's going on with this situation. So, you know, I hesitate to, to comment much at all. Sure. Um, well, I've seen the video, by the way, and um, he, he evidently really wants to talk to his wife. He keeps yelling, come through, come through. I don't know through what. I would say come out or open well, the door. But. Let's play it. When a giant, strong, drunk guy who's been threatening to kill himself is trying to beat down the door, you would legit be scared to death and have oh, a good yeah, reason a to be. Good, good door and good deadbolt, by the way. Uh, yeah, so we'll we'll just have to see what shakes out with that one. Uh, but it's unfortunate, obviously. Um, yeah, but wait, speaking of crime, I have a, a number of crime-related stories. Uh, also uh, coming up, the insane car market right now. Just, I mean, it's 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 nuts. Anyway, uh, listen to this story. I'm going to tell you the story, and there's there's a hmm, punchline's the wrong word. There's a twist coming up, which I, I I actually my jaw dropped when I read it. So the hook to this story is a woman held captive since May left notes in public bathrooms so police could find her. One of the quotes in the the note was, "Please don't give up." Wait a After second, being, how, she, how she held being held captive and leaving notes in public bathrooms? Uh, we'll get to that. Okay. After being held against her will for months in western Pennsylvania, a woman began scrawling desperate pleas for helps on scraps of paper last week, uh, secretly leaving the notes in public bathrooms for others to find. Uh, she urged readers to call or 911, tell police where to find her and her, her alleged captor. Um, she left another begging them to keep looking. If I don't make it, tell my family I love them. Uh, on Sunday, police finally found the woman and 38-year-old Corey Brewer, who allegedly held the victim captive for more than two months and was charged with multiple crimes, including sexual assault and strangulation. He was holding her and saying he would kill her and her children if she tried to escape. It's the classic long-term abduction, Elizabeth Smart or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, I'll kill your entire family if you take a step away, whatever. Um so, again, held since May 1st, this guy charged with multiple crimes, including sexual assault and strangulation. An attorney for Mr. Brewer, the alleged uh, criminal, did not immediately return request for a comment, and Brewer declined to speak with local reporters after he posted $500 bail and was released from jail. Wow. bail for abducting a woman for months and sexually assaulting her? What? And and what's odd about this is there's there's nothing in this article in the WAPO about it. So whoever wrote the story wasn't curious enough to like figure out is that standard or Well right. You have nothing to say on that. I mean, no, God, no wonder women are afraid when they get in abusive relationships and the rest of it. After that, the cops find a guy, they arrest him, they charge him with a bunch of stuff, and then he, he produces the cost of like a low-level mountain bike, and, and, and they let him leave, uh, loose. And probably made him sign a paper to say he wasn't going to kill her. Jeez Louise. Unbelievable. Question for you, speaking of crime. 
Man, I've got a sneezing fit going on. Uh, Trying not to. What percentage of people released from San Francisco jails before trial were accused of a new crime while free? Keeping in mind that a whole bunch of people got to do crimes before any of them get caught or charged or accused, right? People get away with crime all the time. So stay tuned for that exciting answer. It really goes to the whole decriminalizing crime experiment that's going on. Well, speaking of which, uh, Simply Safe Home Security is the way to protect yourself from a burglary, a medical emergency, a fire. Um, Simply Safe not only has great technology, but great people to help protect you, and it's super affordable. When may you maybe have the worst day of your life with a fire, a burglary, a medical emergency? Simply Safe will be there with uh, highly trained security experts there to help you, or if it's just helping you set up the system. You see, you go online to simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. You click around for a couple of minutes to customize the system for your home. Comes in the mail. You set it up yourself in about a half an hour. Yet, Simply Safe wins all kinds of awards as the best home security system out there. So, to learn more about how Simply Safe can help protect you and your whole family, you visit simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. You customize your system. You get a free security camera because you know us. 60 day risk free trial. There's nothing to lose. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. You get that free camera. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. So, uh, the West Coast, in particular the Blue Cities, conducting this experiment and decriminalizing crime because people only commit crimes because they're downtrodden and because of white supremacy or something or other. And so they're hardly charging people. They turn them loose immediately. They, they don't even charge. They don't even try them. Uh, and, and California notably has let thousands of felons loose from prisons and has uh, raised uh, what it takes to be charged with a felony. This is in the liberal San Francisco Chronicle newspaper. Roughly half of people charged with crimes and released from jail before their trials in San Francisco failed to show up for court, and a similar share were accused of committing a new crime while free. Wow, that is something. And more than one in six committed a new violent offense. Oh, my God. I just... How... Mad isn't even the right word. If you or a family member gets hurt by somebody that's already been caught doing something else, and they let them go. And your Chesa Bodines or your, uh, what's the communist name in uh, L.A. County, just lets everybody go. They argue, oh, you can't hold people. It's discrimination against the poor. Half failed to show up for court, and half committed a new crime, more than one in six committed a new violent crime, and that is from the California Policy Lab based at the liberal UC Berkeley and UCLA. Just unbelievable. Uh, Numbers could also be driven in part, writes the Chronicle, by homelessness and addiction that can fuel crimes and hinder people from showing up for court. Well, okay, all right, that's fine, so... But, you know, an ex- the difference between an explanation and an excuse is, uh, it's, it's subtle. And it, you know, varies in situations. But if people commit crimes and they don't show up for court because they're junkies, well, then obviously you've got to do something so they do. I mean, you can't just say, what are you going to do? They have a drug habit. Come on. 
Unbelievable. You know, people are fleeing from California, and when the mainstream media bothers to report on it at all, they they'll either deny it's happening, they'll cite various uh, you know statistics or all, but. <laughs> The reason is not what they always say it is, you know, housing prices or or whatever. I think a significant portion of the people who flee California just don't want to be party to it anymore. No, of the people, this is anecdotal evidence in the, as I uh, hear people say, the plural of anecdote is not data, but uh, anecdotal evidence, multiple people I know who've left the state, it's an advantage that the houses are much cheaper someplace else, but that's not mm-hmm. why they moved. That was one of the factors. No, it was the it was the crime, it was the homelessness, it was the taxes, it was the crap. It was all that crap that just it was the quality of life stuff. And well, then it's and also policy, an advantage that it's cheaper to live somewhere else. Right, and that policy is charging in the wrong direction. To wit, my final crime story, the Calunicornia Senate Public Safety Committee just passed out a bill to send to the floor a bill that would halt state or local law enforcement from arresting, detaining, or assisting in arresting, uh, trans- in transferring prisoners for immigration enforcement reasons. I'm sorry, that was a lot of big words. Here it is. Prison employees can't hand convicted felon illegal immigrants over to ICE when their prison sentence is done. Immigration status would not no longer be a factor in denying placement in certain probation or credit earning programs in prison. You can't identify inmates in state prisons who are undocumented felons subject to deportation. People fantastic. just don't want to be a party to, to policy like that. Just it just makes them angry. Freaking fantastic. Um, coming up, have you heard the story about the restaurant where the workers were treated so badly because they're understaffed like every restaurant in the country because you can't get people to work? Why? Because we're giving people so much money to stay home. But anyway, the staff was treated so badly at this restaurant, they, they closed it down for a day and gave everybody a, a, a day off to uh, like recoup from the, uh, the, 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 the hate. It's an interesting story. Pro baseball players at a lower level, not major leagues, but they got so fed up at fans throwing beer at them, they charged the stands and were ready to fight the fans. Yes. Um, That's a good story of uh, mayhem in America. Ah, A bunch of different stuff to get to. It's Friday. We're half drunk. We got the daiquiri machine going. You know how it is on a Friday. You do it at your workplace, too. Don't you have a bottle of whiskey in your drawer? You you don't? We're the only (laughs) ones that do that? I thought everybody did. Okay. We have a problem? Okay. Mind your own business. Yeah, who asked you? Armstrong and Getty. This is my new favorite song from the Foo Fighters. It's, uh, I think it's a one-off EP sort of thing for some reason. Called Making a Fire. If you're looking for it anywhere, they got their new disco album that's coming out, but I can't find it anywhere. So I don't know if it's not officially out yet or what. This well, is it's obviously a Bee Gees cover album, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bee Gees cover album. But um, this sounds very unfooey. Yeah, this doesn't sound like the Foo Fighters at all. I really dig it. Anywho, so um, boy, and there they are. They're supposed to play in L.A. this weekend, and uh, one of the members of the Foo Fighters got the COVID, and so they're not going to play. And then there's some concern now that L.A. County has brought back the mandatory masks indoors that uh, concert venues will be next. Um, 
I hope not. Uh, you looking for a job? Maybe you're not. You're getting the stimmy money. You don't need it. But this would be a cool job. Do you eat tacos like it's your true calling? Now you can. McCormick is looking for a director of taco relations. Visit our kitchens and experience a full taco immersion. Discover trends, try new recipes, and create engaging content for taco connoisseurs. Submit today. Discover trends? Uh, pays $100,000 a year to be a, uh, a person who uh, tastes tacos and talks about it. And it reminds me, years ago we did this thing with the ice cream guy. Do you remember what the brand of ice cream was? Dryers, I think? I think it was, yeah. Dryers ice cream. And I think it would be like that guy. We had this guy in here, and he just went around the country and uh, talked about ice cream and like was a, a, a cheerleader for his brand. And I think that's what they're looking for with the tacos there. If I was a younger I mean, man, I might, I might apply to that. And he was one of their official ice cream tasters. Yeah, I think he would judge new flavors and that sort of thing. I think personality and salesmanship would be more important to the job than the actual uh, eating of the tacos. So, The other thing I remember about the dude is he had the most amazing voice. Can you taste the creaminess, the cherries bursting through the vanilla? And mint chocolate chip. <laughs> Turned me on a little bit. Uh, lower professional league baseball, East Coast fans were getting rowdy, throwing beer at the players. Not cool. Players, both teams got angry and charged the stands. There was also a huge, brutal melee. Players were already uh, way up in the second and third rows beating on people. Um, but uh, this just fits in with, uh, are we going crazy? Are we going crazy? Crime is up. People fighting on planes. Breakups and divorces are going through the roof. Just uh, did something about the COVID set us off? Oh, absolutely. There's no question. Everybody is more edgy and angsty than normal. Huh? Which is which is interesting. I don't uh, feel I, like I am, but maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. Well, I, I I wonder whether you have enough distractions that you know it, it, it'd be hard to well, tell. I'm angsty because I'm I'm going through divorce, which might be because of the COVID. So I don't know. Right. Well, yeah, but I think we all feel it instinctively. We see it all around us. There, there are all sorts of signs of it. And um, I, uh, I wonder what it's going to look like if there's a serious another round oh, of some boy. variant makes everybody and the, yeah. and and the authorities crack down. And I mean, how how edgy can we get? I'm not sure emotionally as a country we could handle another. Like if they say, nope, you're not going to go back to work. You're still going to scramble for childcare because kids are going to be home. They're not going to school. And you're wearing masks again and all oh, your restaurants not open. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know how people would react to that. I know I wouldn't you know, react well. You know what's really interesting about this is that in in many cataclysms, after many cataclysms, in, including during them, during bombings and war, and that sort of thing, societies, communi- communities pulled together in a way that, that many people found wonderful. Read Sebastian Younger's Tribe, if you want. It includes a section about that. But everybody felt like we need each other. We're going to band together. We're going to support each other. We're going to share. We're going to come together. The COVID thing, everybody hates everybody. It's like the opposite. Everybody's edgy and hostile and wants to have a fist fight. During those events, people often pull together. But afterwards, they go crazy. See the Jazz Age, the 20s. And I'm on this kick because I've read a couple of books out of the Jazz Age recently. I'm reading The Great Gatsby again right now. And there was a lot of drinking and fornicating that went on in the 20s and just led a lot of crazy behavior. And it was coming out of uh, the biggest pandemic in world history at the time, the 1918 Spanish flu. And uh, World War One, and and people went nutso. Relief and joy, Rel- combination of those two things. So I don't know. 
And and was that, uh, you know, drinking and fornicating? I mean, I understand, you know, you don't want to make a lifestyle of it, but uh, you say it as if those are bad things. <laughs> I mean, are, are these things from the uh, point of view that they, and it was ruinous? And they, uh, <laughs> well, the effects know, lasted for decades. It, it depends on who you're, who, who, if it, it's within the bounds of your own uh, family, then I suppose it's okay. Um, I'm not sure that's what all was going on during the, the, the 20s. Um, uh, we only have how many seconds left? One minute. Okay, so there's a restaurant. Um, this got a fair amount of attention that's given all the employees a day off because uh, people were so rude to their staff, saying very, very mean things. Uh, you should get hit by a car is one of the quotes I saw. from uh, Great Scott. And it reminded me of uh, something that I've heard before. You really should look at the way you treat people who can't talk back to you. Wait staff, employees, and children leading the list. If you treat those people poorly because you know they can't say anything back to you, eh, take a look at yourself. And uh, the wait staff's doing what they can, okay? Everybody's short. Uh, well, Alex, you work at a restaurant sometimes. I do. Everybody is uh, shorthanded, these restaurants, because you can't people to get people to come to work. Give them a break, would you? Don't yell them. Don't tell them they ought to get hit by a car if your salad is late. Amen. Armstrong and Getty.